Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. This day is always so tough for me. It's Good Friday for me in my part of the world. It's the morning, the sun is up, and it's always a mixed bag of emotions. I think about how Jesus must have been feeling as he was being accused. False accusations. People are making stuff up. He's being accused for things he didn't do. He's a completely innocent man. Today's word in the Mary's Mantle consecration was mercy. I sit and think about how incredibly awesome God's mercy is. Never changes. Always wants to pull us into his heart, no matter what we do. And how human beings are so not like that. How fickle we are. One minute we could tell someone we love them. The next minute, we can be hating them. Only five days ago, were they hailing, Hosanna, Hosanna, King of the Jews is coming into Jerusalem, waving palm branches, laying down blankets and other branches and palm branches on the ground to bring Jesus in on the donkey as king. Only for a lot of them to have turned on him. And halfway through the week when he started the Bread of Life discourse, right? Basically saying, my body, my blood, you must eat it. Lots of people fell away. This is a hard saying, especially considering we're Jews and we can't even touch blood or we will be defiled. You're wanting us to drink your blood and eat your flesh? You turning us into cannibals? It was a very interesting time during this last week of Jesus's ministry. He's basically teaching us everything that we need to know, but so many of us have our ears shut, our eyes clamped closed, our hearts turned away, dark, unpure, focusing on self. And that is what brings me to all these mixed bags of emotions because I still, in the back of my mind, I try not to put myself to think of Easter. I try to put myself in the people's shoes, the followers of Jesus who did still believe, even after all of this, the apostles who walked with him, saw all these miracles, and yet were still wondering on this day when he dies, is he coming back? Does he do what he says he's going to do? I put myself in Mary's shoes. Was she just have patience, have faith? Did she know for sure? Did Jesus say yes? Did God 
the Father put it in her heart and the Holy Spirit kept her calm and moving forward in faith to be the pillar for the apostles who I'm pretty sure were probably thinking this is it, it's over. I really do try and insert myself in those scenes as I will pray the rosary of the sorrowful mysteries. I will pray the stations of the cross and I will think about all the different people, the ones who were accusing him, the ones who believed in him and were so sad, the ones who were, I don't know what's going on, but this sure doesn't seem right. I think about Simon of Cyrene, who in the moment when he picks up the cross to help Jesus carry it to the hill of his death in Calvary, the Golgotha Hill, by the end, he turns out to be one of the biggest conversions and his two sons become great figures in the church. There's so much to think about on this day and to reflect on. And unfortunately, there's no veneration of the cross service. Last year, I went, whoa, I could not stop crying. All the way up until the point when we started standing up and getting in line to go kiss the cross, uncontrollable streaming tears. I get back to my pew and then it's time for the consecration and to receive Holy Communion and I am still crying. At the end of Mass and while people are going back to their pews after receiving Communion first, people are stopping by and hugging me. I was embarrassed, to be honest with you. I was thinking, oh my gosh, A, why can't I stop crying? And B, oh, some of these people are like, it's okay, God loves you. Like People were probably thinking that I was so distraught with my life and you know, I did such bad things. I'm such a horrible person. I don't know what they were thinking, to be honest, but one person did say, God loves you. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. That I know. And it was that moment where I thought, everyone's in such a different journey. And I was just so thankful and grateful for God to have found me, to have given me this faith, to have to, to free, 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 free me from all of my horrible ways that I thought were leading me to happiness, yet really leading me to destruction. I was clueless. Every single thing about my life was pointed away from God. So I believe it was a Holy Spirit moment, <laughs> one of those Holy Spirit gifts of tears that I have in me that I couldn't stop. There were no words, no words for me. And at that point in time, I didn't have that beautiful gift of tongues, that ability to pray without words in a language that only God knows in a way to tell him I love him because the language that I speak cannot describe it. It was, a, I don't know, it was an incredible Good Friday last year, and I am sure that it's going to be the same. So just today of all days, think about all day long what torture 
Jesus went through. There is, if you Google or whatever search engine you use, um, 15 tortures, unknown tortures, it might even say, of Jesus, you will find a church approved document showing you 15 additional tortures. It's usually tied in with the St. Bridget prayers that happened to him. So when he was captured, he was tortured before the actual trial the next uh, on today. So he was, you know, dragged across the stone floor. Um, He had one of the thorns driven through his tongue. I mean, there were so many things that have happened in this, in these 15 additional tortures. It is approved by the church and you do receive good promises. And if you share it with other people, instead of just keeping it with your, with yourself, because they're not all known. I remember going to a Marian movement of priest prayer cynical, and I gave that to the person who led it. And she looked at me and she goes, is this real? I said, yeah, here, look on the back. It's approved by XYZ Pope and in the church. And she goes, oh my gosh. So the very next cynical, she had it printed up, put in little envelopes, little red envelopes. And she handed it out to everyone. And she said, don't open it until you're in adoration. And then read it there. And there were so many people in that room who had not seen those. And these are super devout, 20-plus-year people, a lot of them, not all of them. So all I'm trying to say is every day we will learn something new. Every day we will get closer to God, hopefully. Every day we'll be challenged to avoid temptation, to do bad things, to turn away from God. Some will be good days, some will be bad days, but as long as the days continue to strive forward toward God, that means we're still on the path. I don't know where a lot of you are right now. The world is crazy, and it must have seemed just as crazy back then, especially to those people who believed Jesus is the Messiah, and now they're going to hang him on a cross. Let's just try and focus on what he was going to through for us. He was human. Yes, he was divine, but he was fully human. And he felt our, our feelings. He had our emotions. He knew what humanity was about. But he also was divine. And he was taking on every sin of all time for us. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, which was something we should have pondered on yesterday, the word Gethsemane is press. It's like a, the olive press, the machine that squeezes out the olive oil or the grapes where you get the juice for the wine. And if you remember him bleeding blood, sweating blood through his skin, the weight and the pressure and the crushing of sins on him was basically what was happening. He was taking him all on. 
and from a divine perspective to love us so much, he also saw all of the people who were not going to be saved, who were not going to have their eyes opened and the love of God envelop them and bring them to heaven. And that, for the love that God has for us, I don't know the pain that that must have been like. So as he goes through this day, and as we go through this day, let's really continue to have him invade our hearts, to purify our hearts, to have us love one another, do not take advantage of a moment on this planet, and let's try to stay in today and put ourselves in all of the different shoes of all of the different people that are experiencing the worst day in history. Let's try to put in our minds that we don't know Easter is coming. We just lost God. Now what? Okay, everyone. I love you all. Have a blessed, deep, faithful, and reflective day.